Good evening. This is Vishnu and I am back with another episode of Coding Talks. Coding Talks in each week we will discuss some of the programming topics and lastly a few weeks we are discussing about some of the cloud concepts. Last week we discussed on Google Cloud services its different services that are offered. And today in this session we will be looking into Ashwar Data Factory which is one of the data integration service that is provided by Ashwar. So these are the days of big data. We are dealing with a lot of data. Applications are dealing with a lot of data in forms of uh, its variety, uh, huge huge variety of data and the volume and the velocity of the data is also too much high. it's coming at a rapid pace and the applications are dealing with a massive amount of data such kind of data are called the big data and to to process these kinds of data data in a massive scale some form of mechanism needs to be in place in in the last session i have covered about nosql which is an offering for processing such kind of highly scalable data and there is another service different different services out there so there is another service which helps in uh, making rich insights out of those data that is called the ashwar data factory so many of the companies out these days or organizations are trying to find out how much valuable insights they that they can arrive from their different sources of data so they have data in lots of places uh, like they in their web application and then they they have some social media or like a facebook or twitter account and many customers are actually interacting or uh, uh, contributing their reviews or their feedbacks through these social medias they may have a crm system in place in addition to the, uh, to this they have different different applications that will be running to meet the requirements of their organization and these uh, different applications may generate a huge variety of logs so these are rich sources of information but till recent years these valuable informations were not utilizing that much properly because of the fact that such specialized mechanisms were not there in place today uh, the cloud era the these kind of processing systems and storage for storing these uh, scalable data are considered very cheap and many specialized mechanisms has evolved so such on kind of offering is the data factory which we are going to discuss in this session so this is basically simple to understand uh, ashwar data factory or in short we call this as adf is a kind of a cloud based data integration service that allows you to uh, wrap different different data sources so the data sources can be from Uh, from uh, your social media accounts it can be from your application logs it can be from your uh, website production websites data different different areas you can consider as sources to this data factory and you can automate the data movement and you can transform the data why we are transforming the data is to produce rich insights from these data so you can understand from all these things how much social media interaction is actually going to happen when you launch a new product or how many favorable responses are uh, you getting from a newly launched product how much negative feedbacks are actually people raising so rich information so you can derive from these different datas provided if you integrate them properly and provided if you transform the data properly in such a way that it can uh, it can reach 
good conclusions about how your uh, different entities are performing related to your organization so that is what the main aim of this uh, uh, services like the uh, data factory so next we will look into on another concept called the one second so if you look into the azure uh, data factory documentation you can view an interesting uh, case study of an organization called milliman which is a leading global provider of the actuarial products and services that is in the insurance industry so they are rapidly growing and uh, they ha- they ha- earlier had some analytics in place but when the analytics grow more and more sophisticated there evolved a need for a high performance computing to produce the scenarios so different different situations arise that and they have used a cloud based system so, uh, that is powered by microsoft azure and that helped them uh, to develop products that goes faster time to market then they have uh, reduced cost as well as they have increased scalability more flexibility and creativity in this way different different organization across the world so if you look into the ashwar data factory documentation you can view how the xbox has used analytics to empower their different application developments and to arrive at rich conclusions or insights from these different kinds of data or the different kinds of gaming data that they are dealing with so similar way different different organizations are dealing with different kinds of data and if you are part of an organization and that have a rich set of data that is there in different places like the logs websites then the crm systems or in the actual application database you can also take advantage of this integration system like azure data factory so that you can you can wire up these different data sources and we can pull all the data into the azure data factory so this data factory or azure data factory is a kind of a factory you can imagine that to be an ex- sim- resemblance of a factory in an actual factory what happens is there may be different units that are producing different different things and finally that all will be integrated into an actual product so that same concept is what we are dealing here in azure data factory service as well we can have different different data sets which have different different sources so these sources can be coming from your social media or your application log or from different places you can do some of the actual work like these fact like these factories do like the actual transformation of data and then finally you can uh, you can transform the data to arrive rich conclusions and you can integrate that into some kind of ai systems to produce rich insights and then finally you can store the actual data in some warehouse or database so that the relevant parties or those who in who are interested in these valuable insights can take advantage upon so that is what this azure data factory service is mainly about now let's look into some of the uh, some of the things uh, that are supported by Uh, in adf for the azure data factory so this main thing that this uh, kind of services do is transformation of data so we have some kind of unclean data that we may be inputting from different different sources and we include all that data in our application in in inside this azure data factory so we need to do some form of transformation so different transformations are out there one uh, two important uh, categories of uh, 
um, the transformations are ETL and ELT. So ETL means we first extract data from these different sources, then we transform that and then we load that particular final data in some warehouse or some actual uh, location, data storage locations like a data lake or data blob storage or uh, SQL server or somewhere. And another thing is like ELT where we first extract the data then we load the data in some stored mechanism and these stored mechanisms has the capability to actually transform the data so here an on the fly changing queries is actually happening and this brings more advanced analytics so two kinds of transformations can be possible in azure data factory that is the etl and the elt so you can uh, understand more about these two different types what all are the different uh, mechanisms that inside the Azure data factory that can support these things you can check out the documentation basically ETL is like we collect the data through different pipelines uh, so we pull the data through different um, um, different uh, connectors and then we load that data in actual data set then we do some kind of transformation using the activities inside the Azure data factory and finally we store the data so that is how the ETL mode working so here first we load then we do transformation and then we load the data load the data to some some kind of store store can be either the azure blob storage storage or some form of data warehouse or uh, the azure sql server another way is called elt where you first extract the data from these different kinds of inputs like the one which we discussed just earlier then we actually load the data in some kind of store like uh, azure synapse analytics or sql server then uh, that system must be capable of actually transforming the data so you can transform that data uh, using some connectors and then uh, that is called the ELT so these two things uh, if you understand it will be much helpful then Ashwar is a kind of a platform where there are involved around 100 plus services out there uh, coming to the big data scenarios and the integration related services also there are uh, quite a lot of things so this da Azure data factory is not the only thing that is available in Azure so similar like other services are also there so if you want to migrate some existing data uh, you can use the data migration assistant or data uh, migration systems uh, which can do these migrations but that is basically considered as an on-time migration kind of process similarly you can use the file migrations like the data Azure data box or Azure file sync uh, which can also do the migration from one particular source to somewhere else like the Azure blob storage or Azure uh, SQL server or Azure Synapse Analytics which is a warehouse scenarios so these kind of services like the data migration services uh, or the file migration services like data box or actual file sync will definitely help you to move data from one place to another and if it is in a category of an on-time process those would be uh, those would be enough and similarly for streaming there are different other services like the uh, stream analytics is there so these all can used independently for such purposes so you can check out those services out as well the the good thing about the Azure data factory is that it can it can uh, automate some of these things and it can do periodic data loads and transformations similar to the example which we discussed at the beginning of this session uh, the organizations may be interested to know how the social media is performing or the actual users are using the system when a particular product is launched so different different integrations should be happening uh, should be there and that uh, 
that integration system should always load the data in real time so that they can analyze these things in place so a kind of a periodic data loads and the transformations are required in such cases so azure data factory is particularly uh, suitable for such kind of activities so again uh, if it is an on time process then you can stick on with uh, some other kind of services like a data migration assistant uh dma or data migration systems like dms or file migration uh, azure, like azure data box or azure file sync but if these process these um, periodic load these data loading and its transformation its cleanup and arriving the insights out of this data is happening is to be happened at periodically then some service like azure uh, data factory which can help you in doing that task especially the automating of task and those who are familiar with the sql server or the on premise version of sql server you may be aware of the ssis so similar concept you can also integrate with the adf things and the one advantage of using adf is that you can also call the uh, ssis or the uh, sql, uh, um, SQL packages from inside the adf so it can be kind of an event based trigger and it can periodically uh, call these ssis packages and can do the work so think when thinking about azure data factory it's a bit advanced than that of ssis but ssis also has its own uh, own um, own place there so we can now look into particularly into azure data factory and we can discard all the other uh, things that are not directly connected with azure data factory because we are going to understand about azure data factory in particular we want to uh, arrive at a rich conclusions or insights about our different datas that is gathered across different different place in this case i want to mention on particular scenario i encountered earlier like uh, we can have a way by which we can collect the different logs different datas from different places using some other mechanisms like a set of a vm send uh, then some jobs cloud using the that azure classic cloud services where it is running periodically and it can pull the log from or pull the different datas from different areas and can aggregate it and can do some transformations using uh, in our normal sql server or if the data is on a high variety of nature we can use some data warehouse services like synapse analytics and then we can store the data such so such Uh, architecture can also be possible without the help of azure data factory but azure Fa- data factory the particular advantage is that we can have a dedicated managed serverless service in place which can do all these things and we can also automate these things as well so once we create an azure data factory and its related services and pipelines Uh, then we can uh, we can generate an arm template which can be used for automating the different different environments and we can um, we can in case if you don't want a particular environment we can shut down that particular environment and we can recreate as necessary as we can like azure data factory doesn't have in having a persistent mechanism in place so it doesn't save any of this data so we need some external service like uh, on something in azure or somewhere to actually store the data so it is kind of an intermediary transformation layer is what this azure data factory is all about it is connecting the data we will set we will inform the we once we provision the azure data factory we set how to load the data through these different data connections and then we will load that particular data in place and then once that data is there we will store we will do the transformation and we will store the data in some store mechanisms like azure data factory azure data lake or 
അഷ്വർ സിനാപ്സ് അനാലിറ്റിക്സ് ഓർ സം ഫോം ഓഫ് പ്ലേസ് ലൈക്ക് അഷ്വർ ബ്ലോബ് സ്റ്റോറേജ് ഓഫ് സംവെയർ ഓർ സീക്വൽ സെർവർ ഈവൻ സോ ദി സെയിം മെക്കാനിസം യു ക്യാൻ ഡൂ വിതൗട്ട് ദ ഹെൽപ്പ് ഓഫ് ഡേറ്റാ ഫാക്ടറി ബട്ട് യൂസിങ് എ സർവീസ് ലൈക്ക് ഡേറ്റാ ഫാക്ടറി ഫാക്ടറി വിൽ ഗിവ് യു മോർ ഫ്ലെക്സിബിലിറ്റി ബിക്കോസ് ദിസ് ഇസ് എ ഡെഡിക്കേറ്റഡ് സർവീസ് പർട്ടിക്കുലർലി ഫോർ ദീസ് കൈൻഡ് ഓഫ് ട്രാൻസ്ഫർമേഷൻസ് and the the pricing the pricing is charged based on how you actually execute the pipeline we will come into the different 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 uh, key components of azure data factory soon uh, so one such component is called the pipeline then the data flow so the charging or the pricing is calculated based on how much pipeline is executed how much it is uh, how much it how much debugging is happening how much data flow execution is happening so all these factors affect the pricing so you can have more flexibility so in case if you want to do more things uh, you can have that with the additional performance and you have to pay only for what you actually use so it's basically a kind of a serverless model uh, so you don't need to bother about uh, 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 creating different different vms different different cloud service or jobs for running this data transformation so everything is there inside the azure data factory itself the pipeline also is very rich and it has different different activities which we can add so very rich set of things are already in place and there is a marketplace as well so we can integrate that so it's it's basically can think of as a rich set of services uh, all wrapped inside a kind of a service called azure data factory and with this particular service you can uh, arrive at a rich rich set of uh conclusions or insights from your actual data now we can look into some of the key elements of azure data factory so this will be the architecture of how azure data factory will looks like so once you understand these different elements mainly six elements are there then you can easily start working on the data factory i will be taking a session uh, particularly about the azure data factory on the coming wednesday 1st of september 8 pm ist i am planning that time in case if there is any change i will let you know through that meetup group so you can also uh, subscribe to the meetup group so the meetup group uh um, meetup group name is called the uh, coding talks cloud computing uh, every week we will be having different sessions those sessions will be a kind of a live sessions on youtube so you can stream watch that when it is streamed or you can watch that later as well in addition to that i have also an youtube channel called coding talks Uh, with uh, vishnu that's that is the same name as this podcast you can also refer my youtube channel um so it will also have that particular sessions which are happening and uh, hopefully that will be a live video demo and that will give you more picture and you can continue listening this session as well that's uh, that is an audio podcast and you can understand more about the azure data factory so coming to the azure data factory key elements there are six main components so these are pipelines then the activities triggers then the integration runtime data sets and linked service these are all very easy to understand um so pipeline is a kind of a Um, logical grouping of activities that we want to do inside azure data factory so that means that uh, we need to have different activities that needs to be done for example on a simple scenario where we have an azure database in place 
we need to copy that data from azure database to uh, the inside this data factory so that activity is called a copy activity and that is on activity so the next set of things which we want to do inside our data factory is to transform this data so this transforming this data we can use different mechanisms like the data flow which is called another kind of activity and finally we need to sync this data or store this data in some uh, some place some targets like uh, azure synapse analytics which is a data warehouse or blob storage or you can have that in different places as well so that is another activity so all these different activities you can add inside the pipeline so because it is added inside a pipeline it provides a logical grouping of activities to perform an unit of work so the unit of work in this case means we want to we want to load the data and we want to do the transformation so this is a basic simple scenario which i just explained don't fall into the assumption that azure data factory stops here when i mentioned about copying data from an azure sql server don't fall into the assumption that that is the only connector that this azure data factory supports there are a rich set of different different connectors out there when i show the demo you will you can understand that being this is an audio podcast uh, if you try that from your own you can create an azure data factory and then when you created a pipeline you can have different activities so simply copy uh, simply add a copy activity and then you can understand how much rich data sources that it supports so that is how it is working then the next set of thing you need to understand is integration runtime so integration runtime provides the computing infrastructure of azure data factory so you can have different kinds of integration runtimes in place um so we will look into that all things so these are kind of a compute versions that mentions to the azure data factory how that data factory should perform how its underlying uh, compute infrastructure should work on so three modes are there um uh, not three sorry four modes are there one is the data flow execution then the data movement execution then the dispatch of activities and ssis package execution so you can move the data between the aws uh, in the uh, different uh, different kinds of uh, integrations are there so it it basically uh, covers all the um, so sorry there is a correction um, that it basically supports different kinds of data flow data movement and dispatch of activities as well as some of the different scenarios like ssis package execution as well so by default uh, it will be able to identify whatever data sets we are connecting when we add a pipeline Uh, in the uh, in uh, just a before i explained about copying a particular activity from inside the pipeline and we can set the different sources so once we set the source it can automatically identify which type of runtime to use so that is what the integration runtime is all about by default it will have a value that can auto, auto identify what sort of runtime it should have so different sets of runtime in addition to that you can provide like the azure integration integrated runtime so this means uh, you you can if you select this one you can move the data between the public endpoints like the uh, inside the azure or it can be from some other cloud vendors like uh, amazon web services or gcp or some other uh, services like salesforce so from all that public endpoints you can move the data into the azure data factory you can transform the data and finally you can store the data as well so that is the default one which is called the azure integration runtime in addition to that uh, if you if you want to have a self hosted 
uh, integrated runtime you can have that as well self hosted integration runtime means that you can have a vm or some kind of compute infrastructure in place or inside your own premise uh, it need not be inside azure you, it, you can have that inside an on premise uh, in behind a firewall as well uh, or inside a virtual network as well and you can configure the azure data factory to pull the data from such kind of uh, self hosted integrated areas and uh, uh, and it can pull the data and can do the transformations so currently as of recording this podcast uh, only the 64 bit server windows is supported on self hosted integration runtime then there is a different uh, there is another option inside the integration runtime called the azure ssis which helps you to connect to the ssis jobs in place so this is helpful for lift and shift scenarios where you can you have a set of ssis Uh, jobs or packages in place and if you want to uh, connect your azure data factory to those uh, ssis jobs you can do that provided if you choose this uh, azure ssis runtime the good thing within this integration runtime is that there is an option called the auto resolve integration and that is the one which is run which is there by default so that will automatically select the uh, runtime based on how you define the pipeline basically it will be uh, having that runtime in place in it so that it can automatically connect to all the public endpoints of services within azure that is a good thing and in case if you uh, miss this particular setting still you are in a safe kind of situation because the auto resolve integration runtime is there by default so you don't need to worry too much about this integration runtime uh, you can change that any time and by default that is in a safe mode so once you create an azure data factory your focus should be on creating pipelines so inside the pipelines you can add different different activities and these different different activities you can connect to each other like kind of a flow like uh, once we copy data from source we can do the transformations and then finally we can sync that particular data into some form of storage mechanisms like warehouse or blob storage so you can define all these data activities you can wrap that inside a pipeline and you can focus on all those things and in case if you want to connect those activities to some kind of uh, some variety of uh, endpoints like the azure ssis or some kind of self hosted ia uh, self hosted area then you need to think about changing the azure integration runtime compute version as well so that accordingly it can it can uh, it can connect even if you don't select that still the azure will be able to find out these things another type of thing that uh, you need to aware about uh, the uh, when it comes to azure data factory in addition to this pipelines and activities is the concept of linked services linked services are of two types um one particular type of linked service uh, gives instruction on how to to connect a particular uh, data set so data set means it's defi- it's a definition of how the data source should look like you can you can connect your azure data factory uh, you need to have some data in place so you need to pull the data from different connectors there there are different connectors out there um on such example is like azure blob storage you can pull the data from there or in case if you want to pull data from azure sql server or some other form of uh, servers you can have that as well so different different connectors are provided so every time when you create a data set by adding a, a kind of a source 
it is also creating a linked service behind the scene so and another thing is like uh, you can also use this linked services to connect to some external compute resources uh, such as like, like the hadoop uh, insights or uh, the azure function Uh, linked service you can simply think of it as like a kind of a connection string in our application where it is helps the different activities or different components to identify where our data source is and where it want to actually connect when it comes to connecting to an external source then these linked services will be automatically created when you create a data set so the data sets is the thing which mainly we are working on data we are uh, directly dealing our activities with these different kinds of data sets so these data sets are more about the data structures inside the data stores so uh, you can consider an example where you are uh, connecting a connecting initially for your activity you are you need uh, to copy some data from uh, somewhere like the blob storage or sql database first you need to define a data set and to define a data set you can have its source from somewhere in our case this will be a blob storage file so this blob storage uh, can be considered as a kind of a linked service and uh, inside that a particular file or some kind of folder you can consider that as a kind of data set so when we work on activities we we'll, we will be working more on the actual data set uh, and that data set is what we are going to actually use and even this simple uh, copy activity which we just discussed i mentioned about copying the data from some kind of source like uh, azure blob storage or azure sql server wherever you prefer but this is not just a simple copy of data if you if you work with some kind of uh, copy mechanisms you you may be aware that you specify the source and destination and parameters and it simply so copies the data from one location to another but this activities that is inside the azure data factory uh, on such activities called the copy activity that is also rich in its capabilities rich in its capability means that it can do more than just copying it can do the serialization and deserialization of data and the source it can connect to around 83 connectors more than 83 and more will be added later so different kinds of data source or data sets can be connected and you can transform the data also in different different formats it can um, it can it can transform the data to json or csv or um whatever way you prefer you can check out that uh, in from inside that copy activity and it also supports some of the enterprise level features such as the incremental copy uh, you can uh, pause and resume as well as the uh, different kinds of access restriction mechanisms also you can put it into the acl mechanism also so this means um, even this simple copy activity when microsoft provided that inside this uh, azure data factory it has a rich set of capabilities so we were understanding about a simple concept of copying the data from one source location do the transformation transformation in the sense that in the actual real scenarios you may be uh, the tra- this transformations means uh, maybe adding a compute column like if you have a units of uh, items and it, um, we want to calculate some um, something uh, relevant informations we can have that and store it and we can do that transformation on it or in some cases if you want to analyze something from these different sets of data that we are inputting we can do uh, we can do that as well so all these things can be considered as part of the transformation and uh, these transformations you can apply uh, inside the these different kinds of activities 
so once you define all these different sets of activities that is from the copy transformation up to the finally storing the data in some location it is storing is basically termed as syncing uh, so you can store sync the data in some destinations like blob storage or azure data warehouse and once everything is in place you can have the uh, pipeline you can validate that the pipeline and you can run the pipeline as well this comes to understanding another important concept called the triggers so once you define a pipeline you definitely want to see how it is actually running so you can simply click on the add trigger button which is on the top of that particular pipeline and you can either select simply the run now which will run the pipeline immediately this is useful for debugging scenarios or you can you can schedule a trigger at a later point of time you can have event based trigger also but as of recording this session uh, only the azure blob based event trigger is currently as of now maybe uh, microsoft will add more kind of triggers at later point of time now you can add a time series or a scheduled based triggers in place or you can have a blob storage based trigger where when you add some of the file uh, some files inside your blob storage location this trigger get automatically started interestingly this particular pipeline section uh, that also help you to uh, do the debugging as well so scott hanselman had done a great video on how you can debug these things uh, these azure data pipelines so that is a 30 minute video and you can check that out as well to understand how you can debug a particular pipeline so when we discussed about the con about this concept of defining the pipeline and activity we were understand that we have different kinds of activities like the copy activity transform activity and actually the finally uh, storing that data in some location that kind of activity so uh, you can uh, you can connect these all together uh, group that in a logical group called the uh, azure pipelines um, the inside the the pipelines Uh, data factory pipelines in particular um because there is a pipeline inside azure devops as well uh, so we don't need to confuse that with the azure pipelines so particularly azure data pipelines and that is what we are uh, here focusing on so if you want to understand about how a particular activity working on you can set a breakpoint and you can run that as Uh, run and identify that as well so the, for the debugging scenarios it is advisable to use a smaller set of data otherwise it will go going to consume your actual um, actual data pipeline cost as well as it will take a lot of time and microsoft has created this azure data factory with the understanding that developers will be going to use this in different different environments so they have added the arm support arm template support so that you can create an arm template on the fly so once you define all these things different data sets and uh, different pipelines uh, you once you validate all these things and find out that everything is working properly then you can entirely generate an arm template for the entire azure data factory so everything will be inside that arm template so with that particular arm template you can easily create another environment rapidly this is good for automation purpose so if you are confident that your data factory and the pipelines are working as expected then you can simply click on generate the arm template it will create two files one is the main file which is the arm template and one is the actual uh, parameter file where you can customize your uh, environment according to the different uh, set of environments that you want in your uh, actual project 
you may have a dev environment there you may have a qa or a production environment there and you can have these concepts of parameters and variables so that a first flexibility like create ones and customize as needed so different set of variables are also provided like the system variables user defined variables so it it uh, it greatly enhances these things now we can look into another important concept so so far we have understood the concept of uh, data factory what we we have understood what is data factory we also understood about the different uh, activities that is what the actual task is all about and then we understand about the linked uh, linked sets which are uh, which are kind of a connection sets which are used for uh, linked uh, linked uh, not linked set uh, linked services which are usually the uh, connection uh, strings which are used for connecting to different uh, sources we also understand different activities that actually perform these things and we understand the concept of pipelines where we group all these things in place so inside the pipeline one thing we need to do is the data transformation we just covered about data transformation but we don't gone into much depth about how we actually transform the data so transformation you can do either using some uh, some kind of mechanisms like uh, uh, external compute mechanism like hd insight or ssis package or something and you can actually transform the data different different things are there but in addition to that you can also have a native transformation uh, which is called the data flow so that is a uh, that is an addition to azure data factory that microsoft has added from 2019 so data flow can be found from inside the activity so it is considered another kind of activity just like the copy activity which we discussed so two types of data flow are there um the mapping data flow and the wrangling data flow ideally in majority of cases you will be choosing a data flow the only limitation of data flow is that uh, your data set must be within the ashwar and this is a highly scalable activity as well so it's definitely worth looking checking out so with this data flow native in place you can connect your data factory to different ashwar data sources like the like the uh blob storage or azure sql or somewhere whatever you want as in your application so actual transformation is doing within this case but the limitation is that the data sets must be in azure so in case if you want to connect to some uh, something else you may cho- need to choose something other data flow mechanisms like the external compute or uh, the ssis i think we have covered almost all the important thing so these are some of the key elements of the ashwar data factory pipelines the activities then the triggers triggers define when that pipeline should be run this triggers has the has a way of triggering immediately and that is what we are usually use for debugging our particular pipeline whether it is working correctly or not then we also understood the concept of data set which is the actual data and the concept of linked services and you can relate linked services to that of connection strings by which the azure data factory knows where to pull the data from and where to store the data so all that is achieved through this linked services concept and in addition to that we also looked into one major uh, recent addition to data flow mechanism it's called the data flow which is used for uh, transformation and it is highly scalable and it is a native 
native uh, transformation mechanism in place in addition to that you can have uh, different other uh, transformation mechanisms like uh, hd insights or ssis jobs as well so these are different different things uh, which you can understand i barely covering a rough overview overview of all the different things which you can do in azure data factory to get you an concept or understanding about how azure factory its key components are all about certainly i am not going into too much detail about all these things you can definitely understand that from the ashwar documentation or some kind of tutorials that are available in youtube so scott hanselman had done a great set of uh, tutorials and you can find out that as well in addition to that you can also check out some other uh, other Uh, articles or video blogs as well which can help you in understanding these concept the biggest interesting thing that you can identify from this azure data factory is that by means of azure data factory microsoft has provided everything that is required for doing this kind of etl or elt scenarios certainly in elt um, uh, scenarios you may elt and etl scenarios as well you may need some other services help as well like uh, once you um, don't think into the assumption that you, if you have a data factory in place you can have everything including the storage and every or uh, or the different kinds of processing you may not have that uh, flexibility you need to store the actual data in some mechanisms like azure blob storage or warehouse so that is external to this azure data factory this azure data factory is just an in intermediate integration engine which you can call and it can help you to do all these integration related things it can connect to the different sources uh, it can pull the data do the transformation and finally you can you can have the data in some uh, external uh, entities like uh, even within azure like uh, azure blob storage or data warehouse and you can automate this azure data factory as well you can easily connect that through the arm template and you can easily spin up the entire azure data factory and its associated pipelines and different sets of activities that means if you properly define a azure data factory then everything is in place and one important concept that i forgot to mention at the beginning of the session is when you create azure data factory always choose the v2 one so there are two types versions that you can provision the azure data factory that is the v1 and v2 v2 is a much older one which is based on json based configurations and v2 is the latest addition which they enabled for every person like the business intelligent um uh, in uh, in uh, intelligent persons and everyone who are familiar with the concept of graphical user interface they can easily create these different pipelines with less code they can simply add the pipelines they can simply connect to these different data sources and easily uh, reach a um, reach and um, uh, set a pipeline in place without that much having that much familiarity on code but if you want to automate these things uh, this azure data factory portal will automatically uh, generate the arm template and its associated um, uh, this uh, associated parameter file as well but a, a bit of um, coding is there not coding it's kind of an integration is required for integrating this into azure devops so that also you can do that from inside the azure data factory dashboard where you can connect your azure data factory pipeline or azure data factory in total to a github repo which can be inside the azure uh, devops uh, so that you can have your full azure data factory in a yaml file and once you make some changes in the yaml file you can make that reflection in the azure data factory environment as well so these are all what we uh, plan to cover here and finally uh, i will briefly touch on the concept of monitoring on azure adf uh, azure data factory as well monitoring is also important because once you define a pipeline it will be 
mostly for periodic running of task and that is what the aim of Azure Data Factory is all about. It is mainly for periodically collecting data, uh, transforming it and to uh, reach it uh, and to store that insights into some some form like uh, Azure Data Warehouse or Blob Storage. It, it can have uh, other connectors as well. Uh, I just uh, explaining an example where we can store the data in some form of store. So in addition to that, we can we need some monitoring as well in place so that if some pipelines or some actions or some activities fails, we need to identify that as early as possible. So for that purpose, a monitoring is also provided on the Azure Data Factory from within the dashboard as well so that you can head, get an overview of what is happening both from a resource level or from an element level and you can set the alerts and action groups so that if some activity fails you will get triggers and if you have different different data factories in place uh, so your single Azure uh, account can have multiple data factories and if you have a lot of data factories in place and if you want to uh, view a quick analytics of all the different data factories that belongs to your Azure account or subscription then you can uh, you can check out the Azure data analytics which is a kind of in a marketplace service which is currently in preview when I checked and you can have that as well. So natively some kind of monitoring mechanisms are there and you can check that and if you want to mul view multiple um, data factory accounts dashboards and its analytics then you can have um, this uh, ADF analytics Azure data factory analytics which is available in the marketplace and which is currently in uh, in preview. So using that you can you can have uh, a quick view of different data factories that belongs to your account and uh, I haven't used that in particular that uh, on but I have seen that in marketplaces and many blogs and many videos are already mentioning about uh, maybe in the near future that will be uh, that will be released and a stable version will be released and then you can have it nowadays also you can have it uh, so it's worth checking that out as well so with that we can wind up this session i hope this uh, give this session give you a good understanding about an overview i not saying we we covered everything that are related to ashwar data factory we just covered an overview and hope this session will help you to quickly uh, understand these concepts in place especially for a new person and once this is understand they can then they can check out other resources out as well so once again thank you for listening this podcast uh, you may subscribe my youtube channel um, uh, for more videos or you can check out my youtube channel so that you can understand uh, different other cloud platform related topics Coming uh, September 1st, uh, 8 p.m. Indian Standard Time, I will be ha having a live uh, session on Azure Data Factory, which is nearly two hours, which covers the entire Azure Data Factory's overview. Uh, we are not going too much deep into all these things, but to get quick started, I will be having a live streaming demo and a youtube session as well that is what i am planning so you can have that and in case if you miss that you can always have that from my youtube channel the recording will be available on the youtube channel as well it will be worth checking some of the case studies as well by the different organizations that already use this azure data factory that is available in the customer stories section of azure data factory I, I could see some of the organizations are actually using it 
many many were actually using it but uh, microsoft has already provided some of the case studies or customer stories there so you can check check it out as well so you can get a familiarity of all these things then in addition to this when you work out on the azure data factory and when you create a new pipeline uh, microsoft already provided some of the quick starts from within that azure data factory dashboard itself so that you can easily start understanding about the different concepts so the good thing is uh, you sh- um, once you start creating an azure data factory and then you can easily learn that because everything is there within the that portal itself it's by nature uh, it's kind of a drag and drop mechanism and if you understand some of the concepts like this uh, pipelines activities linked sets then the triggers then you you can easily work from that graphical interface in place and you can also automate that as well using the arm template so i think we can we can wind up the session thank you thank you for listening this podcast have a great day